0: Welcome to the SPT Advice Series,
1: where we are recapping advice from past guests to help you on your journey through PT school.
0: And we'd love to hear from you after tuning into this episode, what piece of advice resonated most with you.
1: So go ahead, tag, share, and connect with others in the PT community.
0: The SPT Secret Society is open for students who are looking to make a massive change in their PT school journey with fellow SPTs from around the world through our three pillars of study habits, personal development, and finances.
1: This is for the motivated SPT ready to take action now, because you know PT school is only a couple years long. So what are you waiting for?
0: Click the link right now in the show notes to join us in the SPT Secret Society.
1: And get your first month free by emailing us, E-C-R-E-T-S-A-Y. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone?
0: Physio Memes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude spelled graditude U D E twenty two zero. And don't
1: forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh.
0: As always, make life humorous. What are the maybe one or two common questions um, or obstacles that, you know, physical therapists have been facing while starting their own um, uh, virtual clinic? That's a
2: really good question uh, because I would say imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is one of the biggest and most limiting things that somebody that would keep somebody from pursuing their dreams, whether it's travel therapy, uh, opening their own business, whether it be physical therapy or otherwise, or just anything like that. Imposter syndrome spreads across the career. In all career types, all categories. And imposter syndrome is your fear of being found out as a fraud. And so my advice for new grads or even PTs with experience who might think of themselves as like, well, I'm not good enough to be opening my own business or to be having te- uh, doing telehealth treatments or to be helping these people. My questions to them to consider before they start having this negative self-talk is are you a doctor of physical therapy? Do you know more than the person that you're trying to help? Can you help them? Are you saving them time and solving their problem? This one's really important. Might they not have otherwise sought care had it not been for you? Are you continuing to learn through CEUs and other courses? If you can't help that patient or don't know, what will you do? And do you have a mentor or a coach to help you along the way? So after asking yourself these questions, now, how do you feel regarding imposter syndrome? You know, for that one person that's like, oh, I can't do this. I'm a new grad. And so I, I asked these questions to a lot of the people that I coach and afterwards they're like, you know what, Jess, I, I do help people and I can help people. But for some reason we come out of PT school thinking like, well, I can't, I'm not good enough. I, and a lot of the Clinicians that I coach to start their own online businesses, majority of them are new grads and they're doing amazing things. Pursue your dreams, guys. Don't let your imposter syndrome or the negative talk in your brain tell you otherwise or other clinicians or professors or pursue your dreams, figure out what it is you want and and build it because you can do it. Um, remember guys, growth happens outside of your comfort zone, right? We all know that as physical therapists, it's only when we start feeling the strain or the stretch or the discomfort that we start getting stronger and growing. And that's just, uh, something to, to take home.
1: I love that analogy. Only when you start to like feel the stretch that like, you know, it kind of fits with what we're doing. It like makes a ton of sense. So I love that. Um, and one more question, I know we touched on so much. And you already gave a lot of advice, but if you had to give just one piece of advice to a current SPT, what would you tell them?
2: Start before you're ready. Start before you're ready because ladies look at you guys in your podcast. Are you SPTs still?
1: Yes. For those of you listening (laughs) in the future, we are not graduating until Gabby's graduating in April of 2021 and I'll be graduating in May of 2021
2: were you guys ready when you started this?
1: Hell no. <laughs> Sarah. That's funny,
2: <laughs> right? Start before you're ready. If you're even considering it, you're already ready. So, um, that would be my advice. If you guys, you don't have to be physical therapists already. You don't have to be graduated to do great things. Sarah and Gabby are perfect examples of this. You guys are, making huge waves and doing amazing things and other students of physical therapy can do that too even though you're not graduated. There are so many opportunities out there. Find a problem and solve it and uh, start before you're ready.
3: This is just what I had to do for myself. I'm I'm, you mind if I I'm just going to give them the advice I give I've given to myself that is that has allowed me to have optimal outcomes with many different aspects of my life. I truly believe that you have to take full responsibility for every single situation that you're in. Once you're able to do that, once you feel like you don't have control, you're done. Once you feel like you don't have control, then all your energy shifts towards playing the blame game on everyone that got you into the situation. You had no control. Once I started to say, look, if my marriage isn't where it wants to be, it is my fault. If my business is not where it wants to be, where I want it to be, it is my fault. If my health isn't where I want it to be, it is my fault. Whether it's my fault or not, it, it doesn't matter. I had to take responsibility. The minute you take responsibility for saying, look, I got into PT school. I got into this. And this was my decision. I have a choice for everything I do. I had a choice to show up for this podcast. I had a choice to to, to seek working with the both of you. You had a choice of working with me. You had a choice to come into my program. You had a choice to start this podcast. I had a choice to start my podcast. Many people choose to, many people don't. And once people understand that and they take full responsibility for their actions, they will see that the world that's out there has all of their answers. But you have to be willing to say, it's my bad. There are so many of us that are just so passive about our life and our living life as though everything that we're doing is an accident. And 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 I'm just not going to do that. There are too many people that had to pave the way for the three of us right now that are speaking that... It would just be just a blatant, overt sin for me to live my life like it was an accident. And I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. And I'm going to take full responsibility for, for everything that's going on. You know, my, my, my 93-year-old grandmother um, just passed away, right? And you know what? And this is the one thing, y'all. This is why I, was like, I like, I'm not quitting at anything. She worked too damn hard to bring us to this country to give us an opportunity. She worked too damn hard to go out and be an entrepreneur so that she can create a better life for her five children. She worked too damn hard to not, not just become an entrepreneur and be a waterpreneur. She actually said, you know, what? I'm going to bust my tail and bust my ass so that when my kids need to go away, I could take care of their kids. I can actually have the time for to do that. And because she did that for me, she was able to speak so much truth into my life. And she was able to get me on a path of seeking wisdom and train me on Proverbs. And today, without that, I can't be the coach that I am for you all. And without that, you all can't affect all the people that you're affecting. So my grandmother worked too damn hard to give us this opportunity for me to act like a damn victim. We're gonna take full responsibility for our actions, for our situation, and we are going to figure our way out of it. Let's get it.
4: My advice is to be okay with, you know, that B or that C, because we work so hard to get in, right? I mean, you're, you want to present your best self For these programs. And sometimes it's not always your grades. It could be, you know, other extracurricular things that you're doing to really be well-rounded. And I know for me, I wanted to keep that same level of performance. And it just, it took a lot out of me mentally to be able to do that, especially now this was full time when i was taking my prereqs that i was doing that part time but now this is a full time program and in my situation it was also it's also accelerated so to try to maintain that high level of academics was difficult and i realized that when i did only focus on the grade i was missing out on vital lessons on why <laughs> why am i even doing all of this why what's important about what they're trying to teach me and how will it benefit the patient because the patient's not going to care if you had a 4.0 because if you if all your focus is on academics but yet you lack bedside manner and connecting and rapport it really doesn't equal out to you being a great clinician so just give yourself grace and in, in that realm, I mean, of course there are standards where you have to maintain a certain GPA, but at the same time for me, especially, if I had to balance, okay, getting in this, these extra couple hours of studying or going to the park or going and spending, you know, some time with family, that quality time, I will opt for, for that quality time. And the difference between that A and that B Sometimes it doesn't, you know, make that, that big of a difference. So just give yourself grace when it comes to, you know, those grades that you make on, on a test or on a a practical, you know, because you're, it's all going to come together in the end. If you had to give
0: one piece of advice for a current student right now, what would it be?
5: Hmm. In general or in general? Yeah. In In, general. general, Yeah. (laughs) In general. Stand up for yourself. Whatever that means for you, stand up for yourself. So if that means that uh, your CI is kind of being a bully, stand up and be like, hey, I don't appreciate that feedback. I don't really like that tone or I don't like feedback like that. It doesn't work for me as well. Could you do this? Stand up if you see something that you think is wrong, if you see somebody not treating somebody well, or if somebody says something that's completely inappropriate, stand up for it. I mean, it's worth it. And if it comes down to a fight, you know, not like a fist fight, don't do that. But like, if you were in a situation where your CI is like, dude, you were totally out of line, uh, go to their boss. I mean, stand up for yourself. If you've really done nothing wrong, stand up for yourself and carry that lesson with you throughout your life in many different ways. Obviously try to do it in the nicest, best way possible. Try to take the high road when you're standing up for yourself, but make sure that you do. Don't, don't let yourself get walked over. Yeah, I don't, I don't wanna get too much on a the soapbox there, but I think that lesson carries through SPT and then beyond.
1: For all of the students listening, I know we already gave a little bit of advice, but just like generic PT student advice. If somebody yeah. came up to you and it's like, what is the biggest thing you wish you would have known before starting PT school, what would it be?
6: Yeah,
7: I think one thing I wish I had thought more about in school was to not maybe think so much in like a segregated way about every subject. So I think it's easy to think like, well, this is PEDS and this is Cardiopalm and this is this. And well, like, I want to go into ortho, so I don't maybe necessarily need to care about this class as much. And I mean, from a very basic level, first of all, like all of it is going to be on the boards. So you need to know it at some point. But then things overlap a lot more. (laughs) Things overlap a lot more than you think they're going to so like for instance like in my clinic like kids come in like so anything pediatric like i would still have to know because i can't say like oh no i don't treat seven-year-olds for example and then even just a lot of conditions you learn about in one class will still apply so like a lot of the things you learn about in pediatrics for example unless it's a condition that sadly is deadly like kids grow up with those conditions so like we learn about scoliosis As, like, a pediatric condition, but you grow up with scoliosis. So then I see like tons of adults with scoliosis or even cerebral palsy and things like that. So I think you can't necessarily think of like, oh, this isn't going to be relevant to me because it probably will be. And especially now we were talking before the podcast started about, you know, how the job market has changed right now. I think a lot of people might be finding their first job could be in a different setting than they previously thought about because I think hospitals will probably be doing more hiring than maybe outpatient clinics, at least in the short term. So I think the biggest thing is just to give
1: kind of every subject a chance and recognize the importance of learning everything. What do you think about the change? I just want to put into perspective for people who hear the answer to that question, because I know the answer, but for the people who hear it, um, how are you kind of coming to terms with that and how you're impacting you know, physical therapy as a profession now.
8: Yeah. So I I don't treat anymore. Um, I don't treat anymore at all. The last 10 months I haven't laid a hand on a person to treat them. And, um, I've still never been more fulfilled in what I'm doing. Um, and I don't plan on treating moving forward. Um, I do plan on keeping my license, but, uh, but I don't plan on moving uh, treating moving forward. And here's why, because I've realized that the impact that we can have is so much larger by helping young physical therapists to start their own cash practices, then they go on and they impact their patients and their clients. And we're able to make such a larger impact. And really, I think for most of us, that's really all we want is impact on this world, right? And that's, I feel like all I've been searching for my entire career is I just wanna feel that I'm making a true impact and I never felt that when I was with the other companies that I was with and the other positions I was with. And now that I feel that it feels so good and it feels so right to know that like, okay, I'm on the path that I need to be going down. This is what I need to be doing and I'm, I'm enjoying it every step of the way. And so no, I'm not, but uh, I feel really, really good about that as well.
1: That's an amazing answer. I was hoping you would go down that path.
0: Yes, last question. Okay, so what advice would you give to current PT students, especially now with, we're talking during COVID-19 and all this going on, um, but just, we talked about a lot today. There are so many things, but if there is one thing uh, you would give, what would it be?
8: So if you would ask me this question three months ago before COVID-19, I would have a a different response for you. I probably would have told you to start your own mobile concierge practice. I love mobile practices and I'm going to teach, continue to teach people how to start their own concierge practices because I'm such a firm believer in it. But now post COVID-19, I'm going to give you a different answer and I'm going to tell you, you must figure out a way to go online. You must because all of our practice owners were now encouraging to go into a hybrid model. So what's a hybrid model? They're basically gonna be seeing people uh, half the time and then doing uh, you know, uh, telehealth with people half the time. And some other cool ways that, that we're gonna integrate online as well, but um, we won't get into that right now. And so all I would tell you is you've, you've gotta figure out how to be online. And then if you wanna make an impact, you've got to figure out a way to start being heard. Gabby and Sarah have their own podcast. And they're heard, right they're, they publish on a regular basis. And so two things, figure out how to get yourself online. And number two, get over your fear and start putting yourself out there and start publishing in some way. If you like to write, start blogging. If you like to write, write a book. I know that sounds challenging, but it's not as challenging as you might think. Um, maybe you like to speak, start a podcast. Maybe you love being on video, start a YouTube channel or start a Facebook group or whatever it may be. You could literally have your own TV show on Facebook if you want to, by starting your own Facebook group and going live once a week. Start publishing because if you ever want to get online and you ever want to make money online, here's the biggest misconception. And I know both of you know this more than anyone. If you don't have an audience, You will not sell anything online. Therefore, you will make zero impact. You must have an audience. And so you've got to have somebody that you're impacting. You've got to have, and so, but don't get wrapped up into this. Don't get wrapped up into, oh my gosh, I've got this many followers on Instagram or this on Facebook. Guys, I have 1400 followers on Instagram and we have a six figure business. Like that stuff doesn't matter. You just need to have a a following of some kind you need to have an audience of some kind. Don't get worried about the numbers, just worried about the audience and the impact that you're having, but start growing that today. Start figuring out how you can start something today because this online thing is only going to get wor- is only going to get more crazy and it's only going to get worse after COVID-19. If you do not find yourself online, you're going to be left in the dust. And so that's not to scare you. I'm saying this to hopefully motivate you to say start start publishing. If you don't know how to do that, reach out to Gabby and Sarah or reach out to me. And then also fi- start figuring out and, and, and reaching out to others like these two, which you, if you're listening to this podcast, you've obviously probably listened to other Gabby and Sarah's podcasts. These two are online as well. Like ask them about it. like, like I'm not, and I'm not, they don't pay me to say this. Like I, I would literally reach out to them and ask because they're students who are doing it. And they're so far ahead of so many other students, but you've got to understand this is the future of PT. And if you don't really truly grasp that, you're going to be left behind.
1: Great tips for students. Everyone who was
8: listening, I didn't rewind. Come across too much. <laughs> no, not at all. No. Everyone,
1: go rewind it and listen yes. to that.
0: <laughs> oh, that was so good. And you just need that, you know, that real that real talk. Like this is what's happening right now. We are not in pre-COVID like it used to be. This is gonna be a new normal, a new everything. And as a student, just look into telehealth right now. Like, this is where you're gonna be if you're graduating this year or next year, really in the next like two to three years. Telehealth, like, it's gonna be something you need to know now. And what better way to know as a student? Like, just be able to, to have this and have experience with it. Because then when you're out, you can utilize these skills and other ones like josh has talked about and really leverage yourself and oh man i just so many things but we'll stop there we get on yeah, side it, tangents i it, know it,
8: it, <laughs> it's all good I'll, I'll add one quick thing for any of you that are listening that are like okay cool like i need to learn more about this i mean ask your professors about telehealth ask questions like really really dive into it. Um, and, and and if you find people on social media like Gabby and Sarah, or even myself that, that maybe you're like, Oh my gosh, um, it'd be great if we could learn more from them, invite them to come speak at your school. Like I'll be honest, this is maybe just a shameless plug. I love speaking. If any of you were to reach out and say, Hey Josh, we'd love for you to speak at our school. I would literally fly as long as, as long as we're, we're good to go after COVID-19 up to that school and speak. That's how much I enjoy it. Like Those opportunities are there for you to learn. And so while you're in school, like reach out to people on social media. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Like if I had to go back and just do one thing, it would be, don't be afraid to ask more people more questions because like all the information that you could possibly want is possibly in your DMs on social media. (laughs) It's true.
2: (laughs) Uh...
1: I don't know if we've told you this story, Josh, but, um, the only reason Gabby and I have this is because I slid into her DMS.
9: <laughs> the <you>
1: only <laughs> reason this exists is because I slid into Gabby's DMS.
8: That's it. That's the key. You're one d-
0: DM away. You're one DM away. Yes. One DM away. <laughs> that's, our, that's our plug. Yeah. That's it. So for
1: all the students listening, what is a piece of advice that you would give to them?
6: Um, find a mentor. You're you're in PT school. They teach you a lot of stuff. And it's great. It's phenomenal. It's going to be a great experience. You're probably stressed as I'll get out. That um, <laughs> That too shall pass. Um, but you get out into the PT world and it's like, now I'm a PT. Now what? Find a mentor, find somebody that's doing what you want to do and, and try to really learn from them. And, and one of the beautiful things about that is they would have been through pitfalls. They would have, they would have had, you know, positives, um, they would have had negatives. They would have tried things that were successful. They would have tried things that possibly failed. And that's okay. The beauty of having a mentor is you kind of get to bypass all of that. So it's like taking the express route to get to your destination. And that by no means means that it's going to be an easy process. But what it does mean is that you get to bypass a lot of the pitfalls that you otherwise would not have. And you get to learn from someone who can point you in the direction to ensure that. You also get to learn from someone who now ha- they have their own network and they can connect you to other people. So I think mentorship is huge. I think it's, I think all, all therapists coming out of school should have one. Um, it really, really would be beneficial for you to do so.
1: What piece of advice would you have for an SPT? We ask this to everybody. I should preface this. We ask this to every guest we have on. What advice would you have for a current SPT that you have not already said?
10: Oh, that's a good question. And I want to make sure I like take advantage of it. Yeah, think about it. (laughs) My biggest advice is to if you don't know how to, if you're not good at it, you really, really, really need to learn how to follow your intuition and what it is that drives you in life and not just go through the motions. Um, you get done with PT school. it's a great accomplishment. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, my whole world just opened up to me. I have, I truly don't have to um, be in school anymore. I don't have to do all these things. I think sometimes people throw themselves. Honestly, I really might, maybe people would be upset by this. I think sometimes people throw themselves in residencies because it's just like another stepping stone. It's another structured thing that they're like, Oh, okay. Like this will keep me, um, organized, but it's not necessary by any means. What's more necessary than anything is figure out what it is that you desire to do. Where are your passions? If you don't know, that's fine, but constantly be on a quest to figure that out and listen to your intuition on what you should be doing. When you're doing your job interviews, when you're done, how do you know like where to, where to apply? How do you know who you want to work for? Um, Don't look for black and white answers, but definitely listen to how you're feeling in those different environments and what feels right and follow that. Don't be afraid to follow that while you're determining these um, life decisions. And I will say not, not all people are good at, at listening to that. So if you're not good at it, start reading books on it to help. Like I know a good one for women is by Glenneth Doyle. What is it called? Is it Love Warrior? Hold on, I have it right here because I just got done reading it not that long ago. Oh, Untamed by Glenn, Glenn Doyle. That's a great one for women. I wouldn't say it's a great one for men because she's kind of very feminist, Um, (laughs) but when I was trying to determine what to do with my business, I sat out in my hot tub and had my glass of wine and I put my Maggie Rogers station on. I did this probably three nights a week for three months and would just sit out there and, and try to figure out what it is that I wanted. Like it took me a while. I wasn't sure what the next stepping stone was. So you're gonna graduate and you're not gonna entirely know what you wanna do and that's totally normal and fine, but meditate on that, give yourself the time to be out in nature by yourself to, to think about it and to figure it out what it is that you need to do and 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 make your decisions, in my opinion, kind of on on that.
1: And what advice would you have for healthcare professionals? I know you've been to the hospital a lot. What advice do you have to somebody going into healthcare in terms of how do they how can we best care for people?
9: Always consider that older people are that the older person is a person, that they have a brain, they can converse, and they can tell you what what they need and what they don't need and what feels good and what doesn't, and that you listen. The thing about doctors is sometimes they take on a superiority and won't really listen. They tell you, but they don't listen to you. And the best thing about a good doctor is that the doctor listens.
1: So... I know you are 96. When is your birthday, Conrad?
9: I'll be 97 on July the 11th, 2021.
1: You're going to be 97 this year. So you've gone through a lot of life experiences. What do you think has helped you stay young?
9: Oh, I'm I, being interested, being interested in, in, in everything. I'm very interested in politics right now. I'm interested in my friends. Of course, I'm always interested in music, but remaining interested, keep interested in something.
11: So here's, here's, here's some advice for the listeners. If you just stick with what's comfortable and what's safe, maybe that works for you. You know, maybe it does, but I seriously doubt that you're listening to a pod, like a podcast like this if you don't have greater aspirations for yourself and and what you do as a PT or even as a student. So learn this about yourself early and often, the more uncomfortable you are about a situation or an environment that you're putting yourself in, the better you're going to be for it because had I not decided to just uproot everything, like I sold all my stuff and moved down here. Had I not done, and I was having like massive anxiety in the last few weeks leading up to it. Uh, because I was like, I'm leaving everyone I know, I'm leaving everything I know, and I'm going to a place where I have only been to f- no more than like four days at a time here and there. So there was no job, there was no stability, there was no safety net, nothing. But fortunately, we have this license and this this degree and this education that is very employable. And so I knew that at the end of the day, if push came to shove, like I could suck it up and take another bobo ass job and, and make some steady income and just get by for a little bit longer. But I've done that where you just get safe on a good paycheck. But if it's still not really what makes you uncomfortable working towards something you really want to do, you're just going to be continuing to like die a little more inside Like each week. You're going to get more frustrated at work, at your bosses, at the productivity standards, at the patients, at their families, at the other staff that you have to work with. Because you're not doing something that aligns more with what you're passionate about. And so find what you want to be passionate about doing, get really uncomfortable about it because that's the least comfortable thing possible is to do something that no one else is doing and just continue to feel good about that process. You have to get addicted to the discomfort. You have to get addicted to losing. Uh, And students, (laughs) you're in for a rude awakening, not you two. You guys have got it figured out. But students in general, because here's the thing, you got to where you are because you're alphas and because you're successful, right? You're always at the top of the class and you're always used to succeeding. Even if you've had some setbacks, you win more often than you lose. Uh, If you have aspirations to want to do things on your own terms as a physical therapist, you have to understand that you're going to lose way more than you win, right? It's like my old baseball injury. That's a sport where you can only be successful three out of 10 times and still make it in the Hall of Fame. Like similar comparison to being a business owner or an entrepreneur or uh, like an independent clinician or contract employee, something like that. You have to understand that like you're going to lose far more than you win and don't see it as losing, see it as learning. So if you give up, you're not learning about what that lesson is supposed to teach you and how to correct it moving forward. You just got to, man, you just screw comfort, man. Screw it. Cause nothing good happens there. I was, I was up in the middle of the night every night this week, like freaking out about how this morning's uh, consult was going to go because I knew like in my head, what I was going to ask for because this is what it would take to get her where she was wanting to go. But if I would have listened to that comfort, I would have canceled. I would, I never would have gone through with it.
1: And you wouldn't have made that sale. You wouldn't have made a difference in that person's life. More importantly.
11: Bingo. Yeah. Is it as excited as she seemed when I left, Like that's what made it worth it because she had felt like she finally had answers when no one else has.
1: It's very empowering, and I know we've talked a lot already about advice for students. But if you could like sum up a super big piece of advice, maybe something you wish someone would have told you before you started PT school, what would that be?
11: Don't be married to your dreams. Like don't don't get married to the vision that you have for yourself. Get married to Fall in love with the process that it's going to take to get you there. It's not going to look the way you think it's going to look. But understanding that the learning process that takes place along the way, like all the failures, all the lows, and all the highs that happen along the way. I never would have told you as a student that this is exactly what I was going to be doing. But had I not been open to the possibilities that I could see moving me towards that bigger vision of wanting to have a work-life balance and be able to stop feeling like I had to constantly live in a clinic in order to pay my bills never would have led me to a point where I'm at now to where it's like, I'm just, I'm flexible. Yeah. This opportunity is either going to get me closer to my goal or it's not. And it's as simple as that. So understand and, and love the process. Don't get married to the dream of the specific vision that you have right now.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Gratitude. We would absolutely love to hear your biggest takeaway from this episode and share it out on all of the social media platforms and tag us so we can see it.
1: And if you like our show, the best thing you could do is to take a minute to write a review to help us get this out to more students like you to shift the narrative away from stress and broke SPT.